0: Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby.
1: Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome, and we are reporting again, once again, live from Fantastic Fest 2016. We are
0: standing in an alcove, actually a little bit away from the front of the South Lamar Theater, so we can actually look at it, which is kind of pleasant, actually. Yeah, yeah. To be on the outside and look at it and go, look at all that awesome, just right over there.
1: Yeah, and you'd probably
0: hear a little bit of it in the background. Look at all those smokers right over
1: there. We we have a sea of smokers in front of us, so... uh,
0: if you want to go yeah. in just gotta wade right through it. Yeah. Um, so is this you didn't record earlier because
1: um, because you weren't around and you know stuff okay. whatever. So actually <laughs> oh, if you could I'll come, come around here, here. It's, it's a stereo microphone so we'll okay, get better. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well um <laughs> So, listeners, we're actually done with the second slot of the day. The reason why you didn't get anything in the first slot is I wasn't here for the first slot, came for second. Yep. Melissa watched something in the first slot and then missed something in the second. Yeah, so... and,
1: and you know, when I missed something in the second, you know, I, I filled it with alcohol, so I'm sobering up. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like you
1: so much. It's like, I, I'm getting a cold. It's like, eh, screw it, I'm just going to drink. And... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm
0: the one coughing.
1: Yeah, because you <laughs> inhaled soap.
0: Because I inhaled soap this morning in the shower because I'm that tired. I
1: claim no responsibility for that whatsoever. So, well, if
0: I could find a way to blame you, I'll, I'll look around for it.
1: Well, I'll let you think about that for a while. Okay.
0: So, Melissa, what did you see first thing? I saw
1: Belief, the Possession of Janet Moses. Okay, and, and this
0: is the movie that I... Keep never remembering the title. Yes. So if I refer to it as that movie with possession, that's yeah. what I'm talking. Yeah. about. Yeah, and
1: and dear listeners, we talked to uh, I talked with uh, Susanna and Barbara about this a couple days ago because they had just seen it in a previous episode. So um, now I've seen it. Wow, that is a hell of a movie. Actually, uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, it is. Uh, so to recap, it is a movie made about a real incident. That was, um, uh, that happened in the Maori culture. It happened in New Zealand where this family, this very tight knit family, family, very large family, there was a family member, she was about 25 years old, had two kids, um, just one day started exhibiting, you know, like symptoms of psychosis, essentially. So she. She broke up with a long-time partner, and, you know, there was just, like, a stress point in her life, and, like, all of a sudden, she changed. And so, just these random outbursts, repeating words over and over and over again, uh, strange behaviors, just kind of, you know, seemingly out of the blue. Okay. And so, the family interprets this. They're part of the Maori culture, and so uh, they interpret this as she is being plagued by a demon, or multiple demons or, or whatever. Something. And so, there,
0: there are supernatural...
1: There are supernatural elements at play. So they call in uh, you know, a couple of spiritualists from the community, and they start performing an exorcism, essentially. And, and their belief is kind of this mishmash of Maori culture and a little bit of Catholicism, and just a little bit of everything kind of huh. patched in there. And um, it just... Went out of hand and the poor woman died.
0: Oh my god!
1: So it, it's this like landmark court case in New Zealand where you know several members of the family went on trial uh, for criminal
0: the, negligence. It,
1: it was manslaughter essentially, the, okay. the ruling was manslaughter. So, um, yeah, and these are people who were genuinely believing they were saving this woman's life or trying to. But what it boils down to is that, you know, this poor woman was mentally ill and they were surrounding her bed, pouring water on her, cold water on her constantly for days on end. Nobody had slept for days on end and they're chanting and thumping and, and all this stuff. So if you imagine that you're being restrained, kept on a bed, having cold water dumped on you for five days straight while people chant and yell at you for five days straight... What would you do? You'd be, you know, you'd go, you'd, you'd go like, insane. Yeah, you'd be
0: psychotic <laughs> if you weren't
1: already broken or, you know, like, ill. Like, I believe
0: that's what they did in Guantanamo, for fuck's
1: sake. Yeah, she's essentially being waterboarded, and she, she just, she passed away, and uh, and it, it got so out of hand. Like there were kids in the house because you know their parents are doing this this ritual. Uh, the kids in the house. Also start behaving weirdly because they haven't slept and everything is weird and they've all been oh, trapped inside no. and the parents start you know since the kids are acting weird they they say oh the kids are possessed too the demons have started yeah, yeah. Over and so more. The, there's this poor teen girl who is also oh, and it's it just it's horrifying it's oh a horrifying God. case so this film um, is. It's an amazing film in that um, the filmmakers are from that community. Or at least like the parents are you know, part of that, that town uh-huh. that this happened in. And the way they made this movie was there are several people who are the real people involved in the case doing documentary interviews, kind of in the standard way, talking about the case. And then there are recreations of what happened with... Actors, okay. but they're they're not actor actors. They're not people who are professional actors. They're part of the Maori community. Um, they're just not the you actual look, family members. You're
0: showing us, maybe I'm assuming, like what the ritual would have looked like.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. and and it's and it's kind of presented in know there's it's probably more reenactment than the documentary footage, but there's a, kind of a very deliberate blurring of the lines between what's real and what's reenactment, kind of in. Um, I, I was kind of frustrated by that when I was watching the movie, but during the credits it occurred to me that these are filmmakers they are trying to be very, very sensitive to the community they came from. So they're not making definitive statement about this is wrong, or uh, it, it's more like these people were genuinely believing they were helping, and it had this horrible, horrible consequence. Here's how it got out of hand. And and so that deliberate blurring between the real people and the actors during the reenactment is probably more like, we don't want to parade these people around. The people who have survived this incident made a horrible mistake. Um, they were charged with manslaughter, but the judge was incredibly lenient. They, they didn't go to jail. They were given like community services like deterrent is not the right thing to do here uh, punishment is not the right thing to do here
0: no so
1: this is I mean, it's a, wow. it, it's a, amazing yeah it's a very it delicately made movie and the uh, another thing that really impressed me was that the the depiction of this woman's uh, mental illness was really striking to me um, in that they they kind of used the the water as kind of a theme And um, during the first scene where they kind of portray things are getting out of hand in this poor woman's mind, she's at a large family gathering, she's sitting in the corner, and there's a locked-off shot of her sitting in the corner, and it turns out she's actually, like, the actress is laying on her back and the corner is behind her, and they fill up the corner with water. So it, it, it fills up with water behind her ears and then just comes in around her face, and then as the water hits her ears, all the sound goes muffled. So it's like
0: oh, that's this a great idea. That's yeah, neat. And, and
1: and and it's 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 like that. I mean, if you if you suffer from depression or another variety the, of the ap- way you end up yeah, feeling
0: yeah. like the world is at a distance or yeah. disconnected from you or distorted. Yeah,
1: because you're you're suddenly locked inside your brain. It, your brain is lying to you. Everything else that's happening outside gets muffled and dulled because you're. You're, You're dealing with other things. Your illness is in the way. Yeah, your illness is in the way. And I thought that was such a striking illustration nice. of what was going on. So it's it's a remarkable film. Oh it God. really is. So it's gotten a lot of buzz. Maybe they'll add another buzz screening of it later that on. That would be super. Yeah. That would be super. Yeah.
0: Um, maybe so. they'll add an... Ooh, now that you said that, what if they added an Osiris? That would be exciting.
1: That would be good because I tried to get into uh, the uh, science fiction double feature. Volume one double feature.
0: Tra- something
1: uh rocky horror picture show yeah um <laughs> it, it is electric those, boogaloo
0: sadly very long title. science fiction volume one colon, the osiris Strike.
1: yes i tried to get in on uh on standby and it didn't work I,
0: yeah so yeah, well, you do
1: what you do yeah so Wendy, um the listeners heard reed talk about a little bit on a previous episode what was your take on that movie
0: No, I didn't see Oh, you didn't see it? I I I saw Age of Shadows. I'm hoping to see Osiris.
1: That's right. Okay, I want to see Osiris too.
0: Yes. All right, that was totally distracting. I'm sorry. It's fine. You missed Osiris, and I chose Age of Shadows instead of Osiris. And I'm I'm having regret, not because, oh, I wish I'd done, but just too many choices. I wanted both. Age of Shadows, which Melissa talked about earlier, was... Astounding! By,
1: yeah. By the way, dear listeners, I was talking to Neil and Lorraine just before coming over here and recording this about Osiris, so, so which is why more, my brain is just. Bleh.
0: We are also on day five.
1: Yeah, my brain is.
0: Bear with us. Be yeah. kind. Be gentle. Understand that we are not operating at peak capacity. Um, so,
1: so Age of Shadows. Yes. Which I saw first day. First day. Second yes. day. Something like that. It was yes. Like first day. Yeah.
0: Um, it was so, so long ago. It's it's the one about the Korean. Uh, the Japanese occupation of Korea, which again, anytime I see one of these films set in a in a fascinating place like that, it does what a film should do: is make me curious to find out more. Right, which I now am. Yeah, like that's what films should do: is make us curious about mm-hmm. the world and about people. Um, so, like, as with any completely dense cast. But is just going to jump in. And when you know that there's double agents and triple agents and people telling secrets, the first 15 minutes are disorienting simply because there's so many people and you're trying to figure out which of them are important, which are like, did I see you before? Who are you? I, I know I saw you before until, but then like after that you settle in and it, it while it is dense, I didn't feel like it was hard to follow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sleep deprived, so, mm-hmm. but it is incredibly dense there's the amazing film the amazing scene on the train there's yeah. the heart and I I knew it the minute he took her picture yeah I'm like oh that's the thing that's gonna bite yes it yep. was the thing that bites them in the ass yeah god damn it yeah um but these characters are so fascinating and the yeah. main character um and I I'm sorry I'm not gonna try to speak their Korean character names because I, I will mangle them and I and also I know it's Jewel. Yeah, that's all I can really remember. Um, he is beautiful mm-hmm. to watch.
1: Yeah, he's a magnificent performer. And
0: it's and like the best performers, it is all in the silences. Mm-hmm. It is it is not about those Oscar clips where yeah. somebody's screaming at the camera. This is about a man. Who is literally being torn into and oh my God, when you it reminded me a lot of um, of dearest sister,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: in terms of the class thing because yeah. when you watch how the, his Japanese boss treats him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the assumptions that are made and like and the foolishness, like I couldn't help but think like you are fighting the resistance. And you have this man on your side, you should be treating him like gold.
1: Right. And instead... He's being treated like a dog. Like just, a dog, just, literally. Yes. Like, yeah, very, You, you very will obey, brutal.
0: or you will die, and you know that, so go fucking obey, dog. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god. And by the way, the more I think about Dearest Sister... Yeah. The more, like, the class... The class yeah. I to just keep teasing out of, you know, you... Wait, and what got me thinking was, she says, you stole from me. Yeah. It's like, wait, this woman has been living in your house doing everything you say and being nothing but there for you, and because you gave her money to send to her parents, and she didn't send it to the parents, that was stealing? Those were her fucking wages. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, to digress off to dear sister, which is still rattling around in my brain, so it's relevant, that's how good it was. Age of Shadows...
1: It's the, it's the Korean, yeah, it's
0: Oscar, Cor- Oscar Korean Oscar submission.
1: Oscar submission, yes.
0: So. You're gonna get a chance to see it. It's yeah. gonna, it's like it, it will end up somewhere that you can access it listeners.
1: You should do it. It is an amazing movie. I, I loved being in the lobby as that movie came out because I heard all the people going, "The train, the train, the train, the train." The
0: train! <laughs> the train! <laughs> like that's so tense.
1: Oh, it's so just, good, and, just, and 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 it's so good and so solid and so amazing that you get to the end of that sequence and you're like, "Oh my god, that's got to be the, that's the climax." Be the, nope. That's, nope, it's like the midpoint of the movie. It, and it, and it keeps going. It, and it's great. And it's, But it's not like too many endings.
0: It's like, oh, my God, there's more story. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, of course there's more story. Yes, please tell me more story. Yeah. And, oh, that Japanese um, Hashimoto. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. ooh, I hated his face.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: hated his face Yeah. so he was, bad. He was so,
1: a wormy little man.
0: So, listeners, uh, we're going into slot three. Yes. And ah. I'm going to see The Arrival, which is coming out soon, but it's what I wanted to see. Yep.
1: And I've got Bad Black, which I believe is Ugandan. It, it is. is. It is Ugandan, it is so we'll Gundan. we'll see what that is about. <laughs> so,
0: all right, ah. listeners, we'll talk to you soon. Hello, listeners. We are, we skipped a few. Yeah,
1: we're at the end of the day right it now. It is,
0: it is, what time is it? Damn. It is,
1: it is fucking late. It's, uh, oh. it's it, coming up on 2 a.m. Oh, right
0: my God, listeners, I did things I regret. I was wondering about that. <laughs> I don't regret regret, but it was mm, yeah. That, okay. that
1: was a lot of ounces of regret that you had.
0: Out. Yes. Let's I, measure our regret in ounces. I Let didn't. Us.
1: I didn't even see you consume the, the <laughs> level you consumed. I just know from the effects that it was quite a lot.
0: I, to be on the plus side, I only ever got to pl- really fun tipsy. I did not cross over into what the fuck am I doing. So that's good. Okay. I just I was just in happy mode, but. Oh, God, I ate a lot of food. Um, (laughs) Anyway, listeners, so let's catch... We're going to catch up now. We're going to catch up now. So when last we met, it was right before the third slot.
1: It was right before the third slot, because I had just skipped a slot, and you had just seen Age of Shadows.
0: That's right. So So, I went into The Arrival. That's right. You did. Oh, sweet Jesus. What an amazing film. (laughs) It might... No, not might. It is definitely one of my favorite sci-fi films ever just ever
1: those are amazing words
0: like well and i'm making it vague like top five top ten but it's up there in terms of when i think about a real a real hard sci-fi a thoughtful um intelligent smart sci-fi yeah damn and it's got the bonus of being about linguistics, which just woo! That makes me so excited. Like there's literally a point where she diagrams a sentence, and I was just like, "Hello, I'm happy!" Woo <laughs> Talking about pronouns and inflections. Ooh, damn, talk to me dirty. Um, so okay, if you haven't seen the trailers, and it's about to open, but I'm still really glad I saw it at Fantastic Fest because it it just adds an extra layer of this is terrific to see it with this audience
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so aliens arrive on earth and they don't know what the fuck and the military is like we need to find out why they're here we need to figure out a way to communicate with them so what do they need they need linguistics they need a linguist which is Amy Adams mm-hmm. and so li- literally 80% of the movie is figuring out how to put together a way to communicate with something and breaking down your assumptions about what is language.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, Like, we assume nouns. Like, nouns and verbs are the primary basis of our language. What if it wasn't? Mm -hmm. What if the primary basis was emotion? Yeah. Or, you know, as we know from Darmok and Jalata Tanagra, what if... How you were communicating was through a shared narrative. There mm-hmm. are so many different ways that communication could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. That, that part, I was just, my little nerd heart was just womp, womp, ET <laughs> all over the place. That said, there is an emotional core. I don't, I'm not going to give anything away. There is an emotional core to the film that just is beautiful. Like, I was in tears, but it wasn't like, oh shit, why would you destroy me like that? It was a, life is beautiful mm-hmm. and to have it pushed in my face that hard, how beautiful life is was just like, I'm unprepared oh, damn that just snuck right up on me and I i apparently wasn't the only one <laughs> so I came out and I called my daughter right away because I was <laughs> just like, I need to talk to my kid and tell her I love her and hear yeah. her little voice Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I can't recommend it highly enough it was like, I don't even want to say it was my favorite film of the festival because I feel like it was in a completely different plane. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like there's Fantastic Fest and there's just, holy shit, somebody made that film. Damn. Okay. So, yeah, that was The Arrival. And uh, what did you see in the third slot? I
1: saw Bad Black.
0: <laughs> you saw I, Uganda. I, I, Uganda.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, Wendy. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, listeners... this is This is the purest of pure fantastic fest experiences it was amazing i asked it was so amazing i asked
0: melissa so what what genre is it and melissa replied ugandan it's a whole genre of its own now. it is it really <laughs> is no I, I i am
1: i am not kidding uh so <clears throat> bad black is made by a filmmaker uh god his name is elliot something or other i they, they just called him elliot during the A stuff uh he's made 30 some odd movies in Uganda and they are of the level of, I have made Swedes that are higher budget than these. Oh God. But the quote CGI is of the level of they, they found a uh, like photo on the internet and like clumsily, uh, oh, put, uh you know, adorable. cut it out and then, yeah, it, it, it is so super incredibly low rent. But, but they are completely self-aware that it's com- so completely low rent. And they just want to make awesome movies and have fun making them. But it's also kind of this community thing that they're doing together. So there's literally like this studio forming in this ghetto neighborhood in this Ugandan village. And uh, it's, it's the director and just a host of family and friends who live locally. And they all contribute and this this, this stuff is hysterically funny and it's not the ha 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 look at these people being so cheap it is they find a lot of humor in what they're doing (laughs) and they they're having a riot and and it is completely self-aware like (laughs) there's there's a point that the plot of the movie almost doesn't matter because it's uh, it's uh, Bad Black is a the name of a character, a woman who you know grows up in the ghettos and you know is like controlling crime and all that stuff. And there's melodrama and like she's trying to marry her own grandfather. You know, bonkers. But there's a point where she lands in prison with like three other women, and and the the, the movie breaks the fourth wall. It's like Uganda's first women in prison movie. <laughs> 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 and there's an additional layer on top of it where now this is a purely. Ugandan thing it's not even like neighboring countries in Africa it's whenever there's a movie in the theater and it doesn't matter if it's a Ugandan movie or an American movie or anything when it's in the theater um, they have things called uh, video jokers and video jokers are live performers they like DJs kind of but they, they live narrate the movie so the movie's going on and they kind of describe things that are going on screen But also, like, slipping in their own commentary. Kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000. But not really. Um, Actually, I'm picturing more like Rocky Horror. Kind of. Kind of. But they, you know, each one has their own different styles. And, you know, people will go see movies 10, 12 different times to see them with all their favorite video jokers. And the video jokers... I am
0: so bemused by this and kind of fascinated.
1: One of the video jokers, one of the better-known ones in Uganda, made one in English for the print that showed here. What? And so there's this additional uh, audio track over it, and it's fucking hysterical. The guy is amazing. Uh, It's like... it's A lot of it's up the level of... um, uh, it's it's kind of a visual joke, but I'll do my best to describe it because it's one of my favorite ones, uh, and it happened right away in the movie. It's like it just set the tone for everybody, and everybody's like, "This is amazing." So the the opening scene involves um, uh, uh, one of the characters going into a building and trying to get into um, like like one of those ticket offices things where there's the window in front. Uh-huh. So he's he's trying to get in. Uh, in through the window and he's like knocking on it and uh, the video joker goes oh wait I have a key and he you know the character reaches down and pulls like a hatchet out of his pants and, <laughs> and throws it through the window and it smashes and he goes you a key <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just floored it was just fantastic and there there was one line that the, the video joker came up with that the audience stood up and applauded. It was just so beautiful. oh my God, it was so great. everybody was just so into it and and the in the 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 guy doing the commentary track is just making all these fantastic jokes like there's a little kid that shows up and starts doing martial arts and he starts referring to him as Wesley Snipes and. <laughs> uh, um, there's one white guy in the movie And the, the white guy's here He's the guy walking around Dressed as Jesus Oh! That's him Okay He That guy He's interesting He's American And uh, he uh, Several years ago um, Discovered Ugandan in filmmaking And discovered this particular filmmaker And he goes This This is amazing uh, And he Just Bought a ticket to Uganda and said, "I must find this man." Like he made a pilgrimage to Uganda to find him, and he lived out there for five years working on the films with him. Holy shit! So, so the, the one guy, white guy in this movie is is Commando Jesus walking around, and uh, um, it, it's it, so he's like the stock white guy, and he's a now Ugandan film star. And <laughs> <laughs> it is so funny so funny
0: oh god i i am having regret that i didn't see it i mean i loved what i saw but yeah
1: yeah it's a it's just it's the the transcendent uh festival experience that i usually get once a year and this this is the one it's like this this is something really special this is something that happens nowhere else this is something i didn't even knew existed in the world um, and they had, they had the posters, some of the posters uh-huh. there. And the posters are all hand painted. They're on, on this uh, paper that is made out of, I think, palm fronds, or I, I can't remember exactly what, it, but they're like hand sewn together to make the paper. And apparently, this, the, this paper is used for only one thing in Uganda and it's for wrapping dead bodies. <laughs> But they use it to paint posters on. So there's like one guy in town who, you know, usually paints stuff for like fish markets and shit. And he paints these, hand paints all of these movie posters. And it's just it's amazing. Uh, if you look at the the quote gun that uh, Commando Jesus is carrying around, it's made out of car parts Oh, my that God. they just you know mangled together somehow. <laughs> And it, it, But it, it's just brilliant. It really is. And um, at the end of the movie, everybody stuck around because then we got to die in a Ugandan film. So they took footage of uh, all of us dying in the draft house.
0: <laughs> oh, did I tell you yeah. that Tim Burton, ref- Tim Burton in his Q&A yesterday for Miss Peregrine. Yeah. You know, when you look at the, at all the seats from the front, there's all the numbers yeah. on the front, on the front of the. The bar Yeah The bar tables And he's like I gotta What is with all the numbers This looks like the UN of criminals (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody's like No that's how we get our food And he's like Really? What? Numbers get you food? Huh (laughs) <laughs> Make just, a note. He was just so fascinated by it. So oh, I'm wow. sorry, I'm tired, and so I went off on a No,
1: no, no, tangent. it's fine. It's fine. And speaking of which, actually, that reminds me of something I wanted to talk about. It's that this place is lousy with famous people today. Yeah. Because cause this morning, I, w- I walked into the highball, uh, just killing time, and Bruce Campbell walks past me. It's like, oh, hey. Yeah, because he was here. Because he was here, and uh, you know, uh, I sit down at the bar, and Elijah Wood walks up, buys a beer next to me. It's like, oh, it's a Z's, (laughs) and he wanders off. And um, of course, you know, a couple other famous people I'll get into when I talk about secret screening. And then um, (laughs) Lee Majors, what? Lee Majors is here.
0: Why was Lee Majors here?
1: Who he? He plays a part on Ash versus Evil Dead.
0: Oh, so he was here with
1: Bruce Campbell, but
0: the th- Bionic
1: Man, but the bi- six billion dollar man, is in the house. Holy shit! That's one of those things that it's like, yeah, you know, I expect to see Bruce Campbell at something like this, and or even you know Tim Burton. Yeah. But Lee Majors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking Lee
0: Majors.
1: <laughs>
0: huh.
1: So that was that. That's gonna been kind of fun.
0: Uh, okay, so, so fourth slot. Fourth slot. What did you see? Uh, fourth <laughs> slot was the secret screening. I stood in line on standby and literally missed it by one. Oh. And it was, no offense to anybody, Fantastic Fest, but seriously, they were not handling the standby line well. Oh, there no, was no, n- no, there was nothing. It was not handled well for that. Nope. Um, because anyway. Yeah,
1: fuck that noise.
0: But uh, so when I realized I missed it, I was like. Like I still had a ticket to zoology And I'm like I don't know that I want to Like maybe I just want to take a break And then I ran into Brian Salisbury
1: Yep Which means you filled your break with alcohol
0: Yes It does
1: I I get him started
0: Good job you
1: Yeah yeah He he was going do I want a beer And I said I'll buy you a beer And he goes I I guess I want a beer
0: (laughs) So so we went into the highball And I went up to the bar and I thought, do I want a cider or do I want a whiskey? And I said, why does it have to be or? Um, So I bought myself a cider and a whiskey because I figured I had literally three hours to kill Mm -hmm. before my movie. And I'm like, there you go. A cider and a whiskey, that'll fill three hours. Mm -hmm. And then Brian's like, do you need another one? And I'm like, no. Well, yes, actually, I do need another whiskey. Why I said those words. And then... um, Somehow I ended up with another cider. I don't remember who bought me that one. Mm -hmm. But see, it wasn't my fault. None of this. I bought one cider and one whiskey, and I ended up with two ciders and two whiskeys.
1: They they multiply. They multiply. They're like rabbits.
0: They are. But in the process, Brian and I talked about an idea he has for a short film, and we fleshed it out a little further, and that was super fun. Very nice. So yeah, it was a lovely time getting beautifully tipsy not gently tipsy yeah, like but beautifully tipsy beautifully tipsy perfectly tipsy and uh, you told
1: me you were drunk three times
0: yeah i I, yeah. I remember all of it that's how i know i didn't actually get fucked up because i remember <laughs> all of it um and it was just, it's just easier to tell people you're drunk than to be like well i'm, I'm actually more tipsy but i'm sort of giddy and happy which is multi- well like... my my
1: point was it was three times
0: that's true <laughs> because i was super I haven't been feeling very happy lately. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling happy that I was feeling happy. Okay. So, it,
1: Well, like, you could have just said you were happy.
0: But then I have to explain that I wasn't happy before. <laughs> See, so it becomes a whole thing. So I was, I was taking, I really was like taking logistical shortcuts of, I want to communicate to you how I am, but I don't want to go into it. What's Three the quickest times. way? I'm drunk. <laughs> Melissa, I just want, well, I just want you to know I'm drunk. I'm super happy about the fact that I'm drunk. Um, so yeah, I, I was in a super good mood. It was it was super great, and then I went into my fifth movie, which we'll get into in a little bit. So while I missed the secret screening, Miss Melissa I, got for, in
1: for once, for the first time in Fantastic Fest history. Um, I, dear listeners, I always get a fan badge every year, which is like the the low rung on the ladder for a full festival ticket. It's the um, other levels get higher priority in the selection chain when you're choosing your movies for each time slot. So I get the, the, uh, remainders essentially. And so secret screenings, which happen in the second half of the festival usually are, um, you know, limited seating. They don't announce what they are ahead of time. They usually come with really famous guests or they have some sort of reason to be secret. And, uh, they, usually those are highly sought after by all the you know vip people so the vips the press get you know first dibs on those because they need to report on it the the people who have the super fan badges uh you know that that's one of the privileges they get first pick so those fill up really fast and so luck of the draw first time ever i got into secret screening this year so this year Um, usually there are rumors that hit the streets. They
0: did not, there were no rumors, no
1: leaks. This was the first year. There were no leaks whatsoever. It was so tightly controlled. Nobody had any clue what was going to come. And, and even right up to the guy goes up to, uh, announce the movie and and do the, the little thing at the, Front is like tip your waiters and you know, applaud the volunteers and you know, all the, the, all best the logistics stuff yeah. in front. And he, even then, he did not announce what the movie was. Shit! So, lights go down, they run all the bumpers, and I'm sitting next to David Canfield and it's like, what the fuck is it? And the, the tension's building, the tension's building. Black screen, the titles start coming up M. Night Shyamalan. And oh, that that theater was
0: so silent <laughs> right i i was worried when i found out what it was i'm like oh sweet jesus would they have actually done what i would do which is kind of go
1: oh yeah yeah everybody it, it was like it was like crickets in there and then and then eventually somebody was like no really we should apply is little golf clap okay. and every a little bit of a golf clap ripple through so we were polite <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's his new movie split. It was finished last week and we are the first people to see Dang. it.
0: Dang! It's got James McAvoy in and it. And it's got that.
1: James McAvoy and we had James McAvoy. I
0: well in like they, in the theater they had to have yeah. snuck them they snuck them in the back. Oh
1: yeah, they were really careful about it. And I don't think they came, well they didn't come in early on. They only came in after the movie.
0: Well, they were working. out they were out um yeah. doing the red carpet bef- while you guys Yeah.
1: Yeah, you mentioned. We're so. seated
0: because I, I, we, like, we figured out, like, you're not getting in. Oh, hey, look, that's Shyamalan on the red carpet, huh? What's Shyamalan doing? What's in production right now? Split. That must be what it is. Yep. So. And hey, James McAvoy. And James McAvoy. <laughs> yeah. Although somebody was like, it's you and McGregor, and I'm like,
1: no, no, that's that not is the, so. Mm, no, not
0: that's hearing. not you and McGregor. That's James McAvoy. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got to see. Four black SUVs come rolling up yeah. as I'm waiting in standby, and I'm like, guys, either the VIPs are here or it's a military coup. Hey, hey, why not both? And if it's a military coup, I'm just going to let you know I'm short, and I will duck behind you and let you take the bullet for me. Yeah. If it's a military
1: coup, they look good. So anyway, uh, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Split, uh, starts playing. And um, <clears throat> the, the basic story is... Three girls, like teenage girls, are abducted uh, by James McAvoy. Not, you know, like James McAvoy in the film. He's playing a guy who has 23 different personalities. Oh, God. Yeah, so he has um, a split personality disorder. And uh, so he's got the three girls locked up in his abode, and, you know, he's coming in as different people, you know, all playing. You, you know him you know he he's well, just playing the different, different personalities. personalities and uh so it it becomes the three girls and one in particular trying to figure out how to you know of course escape or trying to figure out what's going on with the different personalities and and yada 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 and uh, there's this psychiatrist that you know the one of the, the personalities or like The personalities that aren't getting him into trouble is he's going to see the psychiatrist who has a theory that uh, multiple personality disorder is actually a sort of superpower (laughs) that, you know, like different personalities can have different medical issues and therefore, you know, like through force of will, you can change your body's chemistry and all that stuff. So, and and for me, and for me, I'm sitting here going... Really? Uh, it, it, it's the, I, I'm getting really grumpy with the um, uh, mental illness as a superpower or a boon or, or something like that. It, 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 yeah.
0: Th- it,
1: that trope. I'm getting sick of it.
0: It's a little and, pandering. Uh,
1: it is. It is. And, and it's, I, I think it kind of belittles the condition where, it, and, you know, OCD even comes up as part of oh, it. Oh, you should be grateful
0: where, for your... Mental health issue. No, I'd yeah. actually just like to get some goddamn help for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. The OCD tries to kill me, you know, slowly. Yes. And I th- my my deal with OCD is fairly mild in comparison to a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, it's not healthy for me. It's not... a uh, Anyway, I can bitch about this for a really long time. So I'm, I'm you know, looking at the entire movie askance. For the entire
0: getting a whole lot of side eye from mm-hmm. Melissa.
1: That said, um, I mean, P- Wendy, you and I have done the M Night Shyamalan <laughs> intervention, uh, intervention uh, panel like at Convergence before, and you know have studied in depth at least his earlier films because that was many years ago. And <clears throat> the problem is never his direction. His his talent for directing is actually quite good. Yeah, even, even when his scripts go. Just into Bonkers Town, and well, are like, awful. they're
0: like. Actually, the pacing is not bad. the The, the script, the, the the shot composition is good. The, yeah, right. He, he
1: can he can construct a movie. He he can get really good performances out of people. It's the when he's writing his own stuff, though. God, he can be his own worst enemy. Yeah, and and so I'm. I have the problem with the way mental illness is treated in the movie, but. I'm, I'm watching it and it's like, other than that, it's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. And then it gets to the ending and it spikes a motherfucking volleyball. It's like, damn. And, and the, the entire audience just goes shit because
0: yeah, it closes,
1: it closes really impressively.
0: Everybody was talking about it like, holy shit, that was good. And I'm like. Really? And I was kidding. I was given the side eye. Of, the, really? What? Yeah. It, and they're like, sort of... holy fuck the ending, but it's not coming out until like January. Try not to find out anything about it, but just Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, so another twist. And they're like, no, it's no, good. It's,
1: it's actually not, it's not really a twist. It's but uh, no more and, it's...
0: But to, to, to say more would be bad
1: because that really is one of the joys of the movie is, is watching it progress and see where it goes. Um, <clears throat> The, so it's like, all right, you know, he may have actually turned out some halfway decent after all these years. So for a man who started out his career so strong, I know, I know. And, uh, it's nice to go, well, this one wasn't entirely shit. I'm impressed. And you know, the ending actually does forgive some of the problems I had. Did he write it too? Yeah, he did.
0: Why? uh...
1: Why? I mean, I, yeah, I know. Well, why would anybody keep let him keep making movies like that? But, uh, you know, um, he's working on very small budgets comparatively.
0: Well, yeah, because so, he's made bomb after bomb after bomb yeah. at this point. And, and also, he
1: doesn't really need a big budget for stuff like this.
0: He shouldn't. No. Yeah.
1: So So, yeah, he's working more modestly, and I think it's helping. And so after the movie, uh, after audience goes apeshit and enjoys the movie vastly, um, I was not in the Q&A theater. Uh, I was in one of the other, of uh, the three theaters that were kind of simulcasting the, the same feed. And before the Q&A starts, <laughs> James McAvoy and uh, 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 Shyamalan run into our theater and like, Go hi, uh, we're going into the other theater to do Q and A, but we wanted to visit. And, hi, and they run out. <laughs> oh my
0: god, how adorable! That was
1: pretty cute. And so they run, they get into the uh, the main theater, and then they simulcast the Q and A into the other two theaters. And uh, the Q and A was pretty delightful. You know, they're they're fun people. Shyamalan likes to talk a lot. Um, uh, we did not get. Uh, James McAvoy dancing, although he promised, so maybe later. Maybe later.
0: Did we get an apology for the last Airbender?
1: No, we did not. We should have. I didn't. I didn't. Uh,
0: Dear M try. Night Shyamalan, if you could apologize for yeah. ruining the last Airbender, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, okay. So anyway, so, yeah.
1: so that happened. So uh, yeah, awesome. so it, it Add that to the list of celebrities that were here today that it, I didn't expect.
0: So you had a great time at the movie. I had yep. a great time in the bar.
1: Yep.
0: Well, you're the one who started earlier today. You're like, I didn't go see a movie, so I drank instead. And I'm like, well, that's a thing I could do.
1: Well, I didn't whiskey it up. I had two beers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I they they were actual shots, not like. Like these, oh my God, like at the roller derby after party one time, he's like, here, let me get you a shot. And he literally handed me an old fashioned glass full of whiskey and called it a shot. (laughs) And I was like, I like you, you but this is a bad idea. I'm still going to walk away with it though. Um, Okay, Mm -hmm. so last slot.
1: Yeah, we were both in the same movie. So we both saw Dark Song.
0: Were you in really? six 6'2"? No, no, but I was in different one. theater. You were in different yeah, was theater, in the
1: same movie. I was in theater one, same movie, though.
0: Okay, but I saw it with Adam, our mm-hmm. friend Adam, um, who we were talking because he he's volunteering, so he, he was on standby, but we knew he'd get in. He's like, save me a seat, and I'll try to get into your theater, and let's share a pizza. And so he comes running, and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, you're here. And so he's like, let's order a pizza and some snacks. Uh, okay, what, like chips and queso? Yeah, let's order chips and queso and a pizza. Okay And some cookies (laughs) I'm like holy shit you're hungry He's like I am so hungry And with all that cheese
1: you're not going to have a bowel movement for a week
0: I know right I feel I am so full But I have to admit I ate it all Uh I was like oh yum Yes food I pity the poor girl next to me Because it must have just been like
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sleep sleep sleep
0: So anyway which also because The movie we saw was Dark Dark Song. Song Which is very quiet, so I was conscious of every crunch of every yeah, corn chip. You were the demon, Wendy. <laughs> I, I was trying to be very respectful of my chomping. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, Dark Song is an Irish film. Uh, I met the director the other day in the bar. He's very charming. I'm sad he didn't get up and do a and a at 2 in the morning. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, dear listeners, this is a movie about two people, who, two strangers, who agree to... Uh, lock themselves into a house for six months to do this black magic ritual that takes six months to perform. Yep. And so it is this, you know, isolated space film about, you know, two people going through this really fucked up weird shit. Yep. And that's pretty much what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very quiet. Yeah. It's two people alone in the house. Um, and they're not doing the ritual every second of every day. So the nice part is they show you some of the downtime. Yeah. Like, and so it's quiet. It's very, I wouldn't need, I wouldn't say slowly paced. It's methodically play, yeah. paced. Yeah. Like it's. So I, I wasn't bothered by it. Like, I've seen a lot of slow films this festival, and I haven't been bothered by any of them. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just getting old. Um, I, think- I liked the ending a lot. There There is a moment at the end that is visually stunning.
1: Yeah, it's really remarkable how that... It's handled. And it, it's not just visually stunning, the sound design is like, I'm impressed how they did that. Yeah. That that really adds a nice edge to... And, it's, and
0: a, it's original in yeah. its concept. Yeah. Like, what they're presenting, they present in a very original way that I was like, oh, I like... I like everything about your design for this because the design hints at ideas that are new and different. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So I loved the ending, and I even loved the message. Yeah. Um, but it was a smaller film than I was expecting. And yeah. so therefore, in retrospect, I get all the way to the end, and I'm like, if, it, if the film was really only this small, this could have been like a 40-minute film. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, the... mind that they took the full time, but they didn't need to. Well, they didn't need to, or... I I think that to
1: earn that running time, you had to do more with the characters and, uh, like, the downtime of the characters. Yeah. Not them doing the ritual, but the interplay between these two people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, not necessarily even antagonize them more or less or, you know, or fraternize them more or less, but do more of that... Them revealing what each are after, um, maybe make more of an arc for both of them in that sense. So it's not, it it seemed like once you got to that ending, it's like, this should have been more about the people than the ritual itself.
0: Yeah, I felt like...
1: And I feel like it got carried away by the ritual part.
0: For a movie with just two people doing one thing, that is exactly the type of movie that I am looking for... Writerly things. Yeah. I am looking for theme and symbol, yeah. allegory. You know, I am looking for those narrative devices because there's just two people all, yes. alone in a room. Why are you telling this story if there isn't an idea you are wanting to explore? Right. You should be exploring that idea literally in every scene, in one way or another, and the characters. By who they are should be, should be reflections of that theme. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it's not quite there. It's not quite there. I, I feel
0: like it needed
1: a few more pages of script or an additional polish or yeah, just some fleshing out.
0: Well, yeah. I wouldn't even say a polish because a polish tends to tighten up and brighten up things that are already there. And I think there was some stuff missing yeah i think it was like 85 percent there but it was missing like 15 percent of you know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but you haven't actually put it on the page yet like maybe you see how these characters connect to your central idea but it is not as it is not as fleshed out as you think it is
1: otherwise it's a very strong film you know once you get to the You know, really quiet parts of things are happening in the house and whether they're real or imagined or or, you know, how the characters are interacting with the unknown, you know, particularly the bit where she's seeing the lights in the
0: chair. Yeah, that was so good. That was beautifully done. That was so so good. good. Some listeners, this is not a big like reveal. So but she's in the middle of doing something ritual related, looks up into a shadowy corner where there is a chair, and there's a light like somebody's smoking a cigarette, uh-huh. and it brightens and dims the way a cigarette does, but there's nobody in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, oh, creepy, and it was that kind of creepy. Like I never got scared, uh-huh. but it it was just, mm, ooh, yeah. what's and, in the corners? And, and as she
1: as she approaches the chair, which is like this, uh, like red leather. High-backed leather chair with the wings on it, old-style Victorian—not Victorian—is that an Edwardian chair? I I I can't remember. But anyway, as she nears it with this candle, you'd start to see like a lot of the lights that she was seeing that seemed to be making a face or whatever um, were just reflections in the leather. Uh But there's a lit cigarette in In the the (laughs) ashtray. So it's this wonderful interplay between just. The tricks your brain plays because it's seeking patterns and everything, and every moment of the day. But also, uh, that smoking cigarette should not be there. Not what? What? What?
0: So, yeah. yeah, I um, I liked it, and I I do not regret seeing it in the last film of the day. It was mm-hmm. fine. Um, it was nice and creepy. And I ate a lot of food.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, now I am just so full of food. I'm like, time to go to bed. <laughs> Oh, my God, these so, late nights. Yeah. It's we not got... even late, late for me. That's the crazy thing. I normally stay up till 2, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But there's something about staying up till 2, doing this, that is like, oh, my God. Well, partly it's because I have to get up early to get back here. But
1: Yeah. <sighs> and, yeah. And it's just tiring with all the people. And, and, dear listeners, if you can't tell by my voice, I'm getting sick. <laughs>
0: because... No, it's just whiskey. It's uh, just whiskey. She's I lying. Had, I haven't had any whiskey. She's lying. It's just whiskey. I have had no whiskey. You, oh, I really should. But, oh, yeah. Melissa, the way you lie. I've just had
1: beer. <laughs> Actually, I just had beer this morning, and then... It, it's just been water and tea the rest of the day. It's, it, yeah, but you, it, you,
0: you've you got a Lauren Bacall quality. It's really just, working for you.
1: No, I've got the 20-pack-a-day <laughs> sort of
0: voice right now. <laughs> so anyway... are uh, you going got to call out a hit on somebody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, how
0: am I going to whack
1: you? I'm Marge's sister from, from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, yeah. so listeners, that is what we saw. We have three more days.
1: We have three more days, and tomorrow I get... I get Godzilla you do I got I got into the Godzilla screening dear listeners Godzilla's coming
0: <laughs> I'm seeing something else in that slot and it was some I was torn between Godzilla and whatever else it was and I can't remember what it was now but I was like shit do I want Godzilla or do I want the other thing and I I don't remember what order I put them in but I got the other thing and then, so now I'm like well do I go get the thing I want to do you, do I want to try for Godzilla but I feel like everybody's gonna try for Godzilla because Godzilla
1: because Godzilla.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't want Godzilla?
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a good slate tomorrow in, in addition to Godzilla. So, uh, dear listeners, we will catch up with you tomorrow, and uh, we're going to try and get some rest. Go, we're going to
0: go bed. Go bed by now. Good night. Good night. Oh. Good morning. <laughs> it's new Cinema Pleasure